everyone. Welcome to the Home Birth Experience. I am Julia Meyer and I'm joined with my co-host Christina. How are you, Christina? Good, Julia. Hi, everybody. So we're really excited today to bring you a two-part episode of the Home Birth Experience. And we're going to start by talking with Stephanie, who has had three babies and she's here on the phone with us. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Great. Awesome. Thanks for asking. We are really enjoying this spring weather, the sunshine. It's beautiful outside. I know. We are too. We're tilling the garden. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Stephanie, there are so many amazing things um, about your journey in birth and home birth. I was with you for your first two. Um, and then your third baby, I had moved from Cincinnati to Cleveland. And so I recommended another midwife for you, but let's start back at the beginning. How did you decide having your first baby that you wanted to do it at home? Yeah. Um, I always look back at me growing up and my mom had, um, we kids at home and I feel like that was, um, where it all began. Um, she was all like natural and she had actually a doctor that would come to her house and we were born at, born at home. And I feel like that was just in my blood. <laughs> um, so from the get go, like even before I got married, that's what I had wanted to do. And so there was really no other option in my mind. I felt like that was, um, my path and I was really excited about it. So, yeah. And that's awesome that, you know, you had it in your mind. And oftentimes I hear people say, well, I want to have a home birth, but my husband wasn't on board for this. And so it's kind of cool um, knowing your family a little bit that that your husband, his sister had home birth. So he was kind of already exposed to it, too. So that kind of made it easier for you, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's so true. And I was just thinking about that actually before this call that, you know, how we actually are on the page on the same page, you know, in so many areas, including birthing and, you know, what a blessing that is. Um, yeah, he's been completely supportive and all excited about it. And yeah, he's ready to have more. (laughs) (laughs) I remember he was talking about you having more at, it was like one of your first postpartum visits after your first baby. (laughs) And I looked at him, I said, Whoa, buddy. That is not something you talk about. (laughs) I know. We'll never forget that. (laughs) Yeah. So we did routine prenatal care in your home. And um, so tell us how that experience went for you the first time, what it was like, you know, having your prenatal care at home. And um, and then if you want to start going into describing your birth experience. Sure. Having my prenatal care at home, of course, was my first baby my first birth so that's all I knew and I loved it that's all I prepared my mind for really I feel like and it was awesome it was comfortable stress-free and relaxing and it was just that more personal bonding that I'm sure all of us want (laughs) um just a relaxed atmosphere and a caring atmosphere um with your midwife coming to your home and Julie was always so fun also we had so many good times <laughs> I feel like you know I would never do it again and my kid is knocking at the door <laughs> I loved it and if we have more kids that's definitely the path I would go on 
and then my birth experience actually Naomi just walked in the room Hi, Naomi. <laughs> um, she has been a fireball from the beginning a cutie pie she was a long labor <laughs> so I don't know maybe a 45 total hour labor so we started at home my sister-in-law came Julia came and Marlene came and it was a slow going and it was really good and then more towards the end I feel like it was more definitely more painful like all the way around like not just contractions it was kind of continuous so anyway um that labor went on and on (laughs) until I was worn out um the baby started showing signs of her heart rate going up a little bit so for precaution's sake we did um transport to the hospital and I'll never forget that drive to the hospital with Julie (laughs) I laugh about it to this day (laughs) that was quite a drive and you probably remember it more vividly than I do I I do Um, I remember preparing the car and, you know, getting you in and just thinking, Lord, get us there, get us there. And, you know, hopefully she doesn't have much discomfort on this ride, but you were such a trooper. So how did your labor start with that baby, with Naomi? Oh, you're making me go way back here. (laughs) Um, Oh, brother. Let's see. I think I was, it was at night. And you were how many with her? wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like it was okay. Like I was kind of prepared for it in a way. Um, I remember being in the kitchen, leaning up against the counter and doing all the things I tried to learn how to do to manage contractions. And yeah, I felt like it was a good experience. Um, towards the end, of course, it got a little more crazy. <laughs> But thankfully, when we transferred into the hospital, I was still able to have a natural birth. So yeah, um, so I when, didn't mind that at all, really. Like I was open to whatever needed to be done. Yeah. So so your labor, if I remember correctly, started with your water breaking, which isn't always the case. Mm-hmm. And you had been in labor, I believe, for about twenty six hours, and. As we always tell our clients, if your water breaks, that you need to take your temperature every four hours yeah. because yeah. we need to make sure that you don't develop a fever and a possible infection. And I remember it got to a point where your temperature wasn't quite at fever level, but it was getting a little bit higher. And then it did get, yeah. you know, um, I actually think it wasn't it in the hospital that your your temperature actually rose up oh um you know I can't even answer that question I think it was I think you know our main reason for transport was that you were pretty exhausted and baby's heart rate wasn't recovering after contractions the way that we like to see and so it kind of gave us an indication that maybe the baby wasn't tolerating labor that well. And so we did transport in and I do remember it was, you did not have a fever at home. I distinctly remember this now. And we got there and it was literally minutes after, um, we got there that you then developed a fever. And for that reason, because you planned on getting an epidural 
initially because or some sort of pain relief because you were so exhausted and I remember the anesthesiologist saying you know we can't do this now because you have a fever and so it's too risky for me to puncture your skin and and you were just in excruciating pain I mean you yeah I think that's one reason why I don't remember a lot I was like completely out of it (laughs) yeah it, it was a really long time like you said 45 hours and it was really hard labor and right and so I remember you kind of having a a moment of, oh my gosh, I have to keep going. There's no choice. I don't even have the option of an epidural. And I was so proud of you to to oh. watch you go through that. And and I didn't even realize until later, and you can, you know, fill us in on this, that your husband had um, a condition with his brain and was suffering um, from an episode during your labor. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that was something else. They, um, my sister-in-law and Chad, they hid that from me, which I'm glad they did. Um, but apparently during birth, I mean, during labor, he had, actually he had a brain cyst. So we had known about that, but nothing had been done yet. We were managing with the symptoms and all that. And stress can bring on, you know, more symptoms. Um, so during labor, it was, you know, kind of crazy and he was stressed <laughs> and he he started to lose his eyesight and he was of course very bothered and told his sister about it but so I didn't know any of that till after we were home from the hospital which was you know a few days so but I knew like when we were in the hospital he was just, I couldn't even wake him up he was just sleeping sound I was like panicking over I think I had peed and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if it was blood or pee or what it was. And so I was trying to get a nurse or get him to wake up and he wouldn't wake up, which I know he was worn out, but I, he was beyond worn out. I feel like with what was going on with his brain. Anyway, uh, we left the hospital and it wasn't, but maybe three days later that he had come in the house from his dad's house. And apparently he had started to lose his eyesight again. And he was in, pain, pressure headaches. And he looked at me and he said, I think this is it. And I knew right away that meant surgery. So we ended up packing up and here I have a newborn. I was still struggling with getting her to latch well. And also um, my milk supply wasn't completely in yet. So I knew that one option would be my sister-in-law. She was still nursing her baby, but her baby was older. And I asked her I'm like would you nurse her and she said yeah of course I could go in tears right now um but yeah it was awesome looking back at how like God had it all planned out and he was taking care of us and um so she kept the baby and I went to the hospital with Chad and he ended up staying there till he had brain surgery and I pumped (laughs) like I remember in the emergency room my milk came in and Darcy was on the phone with me, and I didn't even think about it because I was all caught up in, you know, what was going on with Chad and the severity of that. And she's like, how about your milk? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I felt myself, of course, and I was rock hard. <laughs> and I, and then she was discussing it with me, like, what are you going to do? And she told me options of what I could do to relieve and all that. And I remember Dwayne, my 
brother in law go into the store and buy me a pump. And that's what I did the whole entire time while my husband was in the hospital, was pump behind the curtain. And everybody was so gracious and so kind and went out of their way to help me and make me comfortable. But I, I, at one time during the week, I'm like, well, maybe I could keep the baby here some. And Darcy had brought her and she was visiting Ch- Chad as well. And I just broke down because I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't take care of the weight of like the stress with Chad plus taking care of the baby and the stress of even having a baby in the hospital, all that. So anyway, she took care of her until um, Chad was able to come home. Pretty crazy and so thankful for that. Yeah, that was quite an experience that you went through. You're such a strong, amazing woman. I mean, you go to the hospital and you have a hospital birth when you're planning a home birth. And then your husband requires brain surgery before you even get a chance to bond as a new family. And then Uh here you are passing your baby off to your sister-in-law to feed while you stay in the hospital with your husband. And you know, mm-hmm. I can't imagine thinking, you know, your husband's going to go under under yeah. surgery for too his much. brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. It's, yeah. it's incredible remember, the way that you pulled through that. Yeah, I remember even when he was able to come home, then, you know, I had the baby. and so thankful my mom was there. She stayed with us three weeks. But um, having to be next to Chad's side just to make sure the swelling wasn't going up or this or that and just the panic of all that and him being out of his head and like trying to nurse the baby through the night plus sleeping on the floor next to the couch as he was trying to sleep. Oh my <laughs> Just looking back, it was crazy. Wow. But those times, I just, I don't know, they made me stronger. So I'm thankful for it. Absolutely. That's such a great takeaway. Mm-hmm. So... Usually when I talk to a mom postpartum, I always tell her, you know, don't let more than four hours go in between nursing. And if Uh you do, just be aware that it's possible you can ovulate without having a cycle. And so, so that leads into what happened next. (laughs) (laughs) You were pumping, but maybe not (laughs) as much as you know, your baby would have been nursing and someone else is nursing your baby for you. And so then what happens, Stephanie? And Korea <laughs> comes along. <laughs> so Naomi and Korea were 13 months apart. I remember getting that phone call and I thought, well, I'm kind of not surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So after that, you decide, okay, I'm going to try another home birth. Yeah. Yep. I was determined for sure. Yeah. And we did the same thing. We did all your prenatal care at home and it was a lot of fun, you know, especially once I've had, uh, you know, a pregnancy and birth with a client then to come around the second time and see them again and build that relationship and pick up where you left off. It was really, really fun from my perspective. And then, then this labor went quite different. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I kind of expected. Like, I think it is so much of what you are thinking on. Like, um, I don't know. I didn't expect it to be as hard as Naomi. I expected it to be a lot easier Mm -hmm. and, I was able to rest in that. Um, 
So I didn't have that fear going into it, I don't feel like. Yeah. So at the time, I believe I was babysitting some twins and you were just starting labor and I kind of finished up what I was doing and came over to your house and I got there and I thought, wow, she hasn't been at this very long and she's really going to town. (laughs) I was. You were. And so I think, were you already in the bathtub or did you get it? I don't remember. At some point you got in the bathtub. Yeah, this is a part. I don't know how raw you want me to be on here. (laughs) Yeah, no, go for it. Share it all. We want want all the details. (laughs) Okay. Um, I always laugh at this and I always tell the story. Yeah, my labor started, you know, in the in the morning early and I tried to rest as long as possible. And when I thought I was getting, you know, closer, I then called the midwives and I got in the shower. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be thinking, you know how we all think. <laughs> and, um, so my water broke in the shower and it was, it was on, I mean, it was on. And so that was already to the point I felt like I couldn't communicate as well with Chad and tell him what I needed. And I was basically didn't have much time, you know, in between contractions. And I was apparently close to um, transitioning. And I remember leaning up, leaning against one of the big chests in the living room. And I was still leaking. (laughs) But I was like, I was so consumed in these contractions I couldn't do anything and so I kind of motioned to Chad like with my hand like I'm leaking I need something I need underwear or a pad or a diaper or something and I'm just sitting there leaking on the floor and he brings over a washcloth and sets it on the floor (laughs) I'll never forget it and in my mind like are you crazy (laughs) and in walks Julie, and I can remember her looking down at the floor like, what in the world? I remember that, too. <laughs> Why is yeah. there a washcloth? What is that going to do? <laughs> I'm like, ask me later. <laughs> so um, then, yeah, you did see that I was, you know, needing some help. <laughs> and you suggested right then, you're like, well, maybe you should, do you want to get in the bathtub? And I said, yes. And that is what gave me a little bit of relief and enabled me to relax enough through contractions that it was such a good birth. I don't have to say it was, I guess comparing it to Naomi was just an absolute breeze. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll never forget the moment. Just looking in your eyes, like I can see your face, even though we're on the phone right now, like I can see your face in that exact moment when you know, you just looked at me and, and your eyes were just this innocent childlike. And you, Julia, <laughs> what do I do? I think the baby's coming. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And oh, you, my goodness. you just let that baby out. Yeah, I'm telling you, that bath and that water was the ticket for that birth. Yeah. It really made me, and being able to embrace myself, that just made my body be able to relax. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. It was such a great experience. So then sometime after that, I move away to Cleveland and you are pregnant again. And I refer you to another midwife in your area. And so I didn't really get to be a part of that. So share the story with me. 
Yeah. Um, I loved it. We missed you, Julie, but... I know. I knew you were taking care of other beautiful women up there. <laughs> um, yeah, so Melinda and um, Marlene were my midwives, and um, Melinda was closer, so she did most of my prenatal, and um, it went great. I loved it. I loved her, and... It was awesome. We had a lot in common, just like I did with you. So when my labor kicked in, I was expecting it to go quicker. wasn't sure, but with um, my last labor, with Creo being five hours, I was expecting that it could be sooner. So when I felt contractions, I knew they were real. And I'm going to have to get my baby real quick. She just woke up. And, yeah, so... When I thought, you know, made sure it was the real thing this time, I called the midwives and called Darcy and um, I, the, the contractions just started to come on really fast. And before long, I was already doing that, oh, you know, that real deep yeah. <laughs> sound. And we were hoping that the midwives were going to make it. So... I was already, right when Melinda walked in the door, I was already, like, bracing myself, feeling like I need a push. And she walks in the door and just threw her stuff down and put her gloves on. That's about all the time she had. And the baby was coming. I was already just that natural feeling that I needed a push. So I labored most of the time standing up. My sister-in-law came in. Let's see. I think that was actually, she came in. Oh yeah. She came in before, um, Melinda came. So she was tying up loose ends, like things that Chad was trying to get done before the birth or whatever it needed to be done and taking care of the kids. And so, um, she had just come back in the door from helping the kids out to, um, their other aunt that they were going to go spend the night with or the day with. And, as she came in, the head was coming out. And it was so fast. I was laboring, standing up. And but all of a sudden, things, like, stopped. <laughs> and we could tell Melinda was, she was working at it. And we knew, I mean, I didn't know a lot, but we could tell just a little bit that maybe, you know, the baby was needing some sort of assistance. Um, so she had to work at it to get her out. She ended up, she had a unique shoulder dystocia and she was very stubborn. (laughs) Um, she, so her shoulders got lodged and Melinda, you know, knew how to take care of a shoulder dystocia, but this one was very unique and it felt completely different. So she was trying to figure out what needed to be done because it wasn't the usual. So as she started to swipe one of the arms, it wasn't like it usually would be with a normal shoulder shoulder dystocia. Um, So she did feel, she thought a bone crack, but that's when Rose was able to come out. So when she came out, Rose was fine. She did, you know, check her arm and it did seem like it was broken. Rose was like completely calm and cool. (laughs) Didn't seem in distress at all. So we called my chiropractor and then called, ended up going down to Children's just to make sure she was okay. And everything was fine. She did have two breaks actually. And it healed up 
without them having to do a thing. So that was a little bit of a stressful time for sure. Having to pack up right after giving birth, I couldn't walk. <laughs> and laboring, standing up, my muscles in my stomach were completely shot. So like I couldn't lift my legs or do nothing. But anyway, that was interesting, but it was also at the same time, it was a great labor and quick. Wow. So when the head came out, did it feel like a long time in between the head coming out and then the shoulders finally coming? Um, I don't feel like it took, it felt like a real long time, but I think, you know, I was like, how do I get her out of here type of thing? So could <laughs> I think you? I actually said that, like, how do I get her out? So um, you sensed like, how do I get her out? Like I yeah. need to figure out, I need to do something different. Right. So I did um, move onto the floor, like on all fours at that time. So yeah, I did sense like, you know, like there was a pause. And the weird thing was, is there was a pause even in my feeling the need um, to push. So in with my body, I felt like, oh, this is a nice break. But Melinda's like, no, she needs to come out. Like, we can't leave her in this spot right now. Um, wow. So, like, I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And Melinda's like, no, this is not. <laughs> she didn't say that. But, you know, that's kind of what was going on in our minds. But it was different that I had a pause in my contractions, you know, while all that was taking place. So, yeah, for the listeners, there is often a pause in between contractions and even a pause between the head and the body coming. Uh And what you notice with a shoulder dystocia is the head will start to kind of suck back in a little bit. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, not being there, obviously I can't say for sure what Melinda was seeing, but yeah, or what your midwife was seeing, but you know, it sounds like that's what she was seeing. And you were even sensing that you were like saying, I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. So a midwife will generally, if the baby is not um, coming forth, if the shoulders seem to be lodged, will do some maneuvers where they have to put their hands up inside and feel their right. way to the, the shoulder and the arm and um, right. free it from the position that it's stuck in. Exactly. So can you tell us, I mean, how did that feel? You've got a head outside of your body, a neck <laughs> sitting on your perineum, and then a midwife's, I believe, maybe one or two hands inside. Yeah. I mean, how that's is that? I can't quite remember if it was one or two. But she worked hard at it. I have to say that. Like, she, it, like, took all her might. Um, It was not easy at all. Like, I can play it down, but it wasn't an easy thing at all. And as for me, I mean, I definitely felt it. But I think I had that also with, I mean, with Naomi, if I can remember, where the midwife went up in there some to help. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. Anyway, um... So I don't, I I mean, I knew it felt rough, but it wasn't, I don't know. I don't feel like it was like the worst. (laughs) Like it was, it was for labor kind of felt like, I guess, but for her, it was, it was really hard and she was really sore actually afterwards. That's how hard it was. Wow. So even with having these different complications, if you will, or unique situations, some people would say, oh my gosh, I would never do this again. How do you feel? Would you do another home birth? 
Yeah, I would. Um, I think it's easy for us to let fear like take over when we do experience something negative. Um, but that fear a lot of times never presents itself to us in the future. Like, you know what I mean? Every birth is so unique, just like every part of life and every circumstance and what we face that I think we sometimes say no because of fear and then don't experience the joy of what could be. And for me, I think this is my perspective, but I feel like I'm just as safe or safer at home with my midwives. <laughs> I trust them and I know their skills are amazing and I I'm confident and I know that God's with me during that time as well. And if he were to impress on me that something else needed to be done, he would. And so I trust that and I trust the skill that God's given the midwives. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Christina, what did you think hearing that story? You've never seen a shoulder dystocia. I was curious, um, Stephanie, about your level of fear while that was happening. It's, it, it didn't sound like you, you were afraid, but were you when the baby no, wasn't I, coming? To be honest, I don't feel like I had much of any. And I hope you, like, truthfully, I haven't had much fear with any of mine. <laughs> I don't know why, if that's ignorance or if it's just where God's brought me in life through other things. And with these shoulders dissociate of course I didn't know quite quite what was you know going on I didn't know how serious it was but at the same time I don't know I had just a confidence that everything was going to be okay that's beautiful and yeah I don't know what else to say really mm -hmm. like I know it had been God's grace for sure that's so incredible so we were going to join your sister-in-law on the call and hear your shared experience together. It's a unique situation when, you know, more than one person in the family is having home births and you both live a very natural lifestyle and, you know, raise your kids together and do all those amazing things. So we are going to join her and, uh, have you guys share your experience uh, walking those births together and having her with you for your labors? Yay. All right. <laughs> so we heard Stephanie's story, and she talked a lot about my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law, and Darcy. And, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to bring the two of you together to kind of share your experience together, Darcy, we will definitely um, want to hear your birth stories after this. But if if you guys want to talk about what was that like, you know, even from the beginning, how did you even meet Stephanie? And then, you know, you attended her births and you breastfed her baby while your brother was having brain surgery. I mean, there's so <laughs> many things that happened in your family. Yeah. So how Steph and I met you want to go that far back <laughs> um, well, yeah I mean you can speed you know fast forward yeah, but just give us some background um well Steph you want to start and tell kind of where you were at at the time and then I'll sure. jump in sure um I actually was living in Pennsylvania at the time 
And um, we had some friends out here in Ohio, and we would come and visit them, and they introduced us to Darcy and Dwayne. Um, so my brother and I would come out and visit them and hang out, and they were just like a huge light in our life, and um, we got pretty close. So we would come out just once in a while and maybe spend a week with them. And we shared a lot in common, and um, we were going through kind of a rough time in our life, and they were just a huge inspiration to us, as well as, like, a ton of fun. (laughs) And um, one day I um, was over Darcy's, and I met Chad. You want to take it from there, Darcy? (laughs) So, yeah, we had them over periodically, and they would come and help us out on our homestead, and just whatever we were doing, we were involved with a singles ministry, and they were both two young singles, and so I think we went canoeing together, and then, so we did, we mixed a lot of work with some play, because there was a lot to do on our homestead. They would help us can pickles, and um, <laughs> mow our grass, and help in the garden, and all that kind of stuff while we were just getting to know each other. And one day, my brother had came over, and Steph was there, and saw him and so when my brother became a Christian I think it was maybe a few years later and she heard through the grapevine about him becoming a Christian and so she remembered him meeting him that day and she was kind of like oh <laughs> and um so long story short they ended up getting married and so now I had this amazing sister-in-law, and you know we had our history, and we had already known each other, and it was just the perfect, yeah. perfect little story. Mm-hmm. And then um, just being able to be a part of her birth was a dream come true to me. Really, having already had home births, and just being able to be there and understand what she was experiencing and just being able to understand even the facial expressions and the sounds and to be able to be of service in any way that I could just being, you know, sympathetic, but also being confident in the natural process of a birthing mom and just being able to be there and observe and then also support and maybe bring some peace and comfort any way that I could was, it was amazing. And I'm forever grateful to be able to have been there and been a part of the births. I remember you being there at the births and you were just such a peaceful, calming presence. And it was just so special to have you there. You really really were amazing. And I'm sure, Stephanie, you felt really comfortable having your sister-in-law there that she'd had home births before and, you know, that familiar face. You know, woman to woman, it's great to have your husband or your partner there, but there's just something about having a familiar woman with you. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I don't know, I feel really blessed that way, for sure. (laughs) And I do feel like it's, just so neat how we were friends and then sister-in-laws we never knew that was going to happen and then all the things that were so alike in and um agree in and like the natural world and birthing and all these things like our family is like truly blessed like all of us 
um, here in Ohio, like have the same feelings and um, beliefs that way. And it's just really fun. It makes it the relationship just that much like fun. Um, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a God thing yeah. all the way. You can see mm-hmm. him working. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the way from the beginning. And yeah. And go ahead. I also feel like, I don't know, something in me is almost like, I feel like I owe it to women to be able to be there and to help them. So it was almost like a an outlet for that for me, just to be able to help and serve. And she's really, really good at it. <laughs> she's so calming and confident and... Um, and yeah, we did have that connection, so it was very soothing for me, and I was able to just, you know, really be myself, which is always a good thing. That's amazing, and to have somebody bring not only the comfort, but the confidence. I always tell women that yeah. confidence is one of the most important factors in having yeah. a nice birth, and and you definitely brought that, Darcy. And and you even served more because you then stepped up to the plate when Stephanie had to go in with Chad to have brain surgery and you fed her baby, her newborn baby. Tell us about that experience from your perspective. Well, um, I feel like that was that was such a crazy time, obviously, but at the same time. God was so present and just I had an eight-month-old baby that I was already nursing and I was just starting to introduce some solids to her and so when Steph had called and said that Chad was going to have to stay in the hospital would I be able to keep the baby and Naomi was one week old and I just... I didn't even hesitate to say yes. It was just like, it was already all aligned perfectly for that situation. And I I can't explain it, I guess, other than that, that it was just, I was blessed to be able to have been able to do it. I felt like it was a gift to me even to be able to, to do that and trying to imagine what Steph and Chad were going through. I can't even imagine having to choose because, you know, your husband's in the hospital and you don't want to leave him and you can't have your baby there. She's not allowed to be there. And so, you know, being torn between your newborn baby and your husband. And I feel like a lot of strength in Steph was shown, you know, it was God's strength in her during that time you could really see it for her to just go through that and that for a new mother first mom and so I was just blessed to be able to be a safe place to take care of her baby for her in place of her and to be able to nurse her baby and so I would just feed her baby first that way Naomi would get everything she needed and then I would feed my baby because she was already eight months old and um, I wasn't worried about her not getting enough food and it worked out God God provided for each step of the way and I feel like it was a gift to me
That's incredible. It's really, really special. And just to, you know, have that gift of a body that can create enough nutrients to feed two children, you know, you were, your body was used to just feeding your one eight month old baby. And then you start nursing another baby and your body just automatically starts producing what the needs are for two children. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about nursing because it's kind of a picture of something that happens in the spiritual realm where it's the more that you give, the more that you get, and that's God, and that's not the way that it that we would think that it would be, but that's the way that it is. And I love that picture through nursing and our, our milk supply. The more that we give, the more that we produce, the more that we get. That's a beautiful picture. I love that. So is there anything else about your journey together as sister-in-laws that you want to share before we jump into hearing Darcy's birth stories? Got anything, Steph? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel like so blessed. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, definitely blessed. And then also, um, as far as Steph's births go, you heard about them and how amazing her she births and how quick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like. That brings up a good point, though, because, you know, I was there for the first two, but I wasn't there for the third. And she told us about the shoulder dystocia from her perspective. What was that like for you seeing that happen? Um, Well, I was I was recording for her as soon as she started pushing. And then once the head was out and everything there was like a stillness in the room and everything went still and it was just like you could sense that something was off and so I immediately stopped recording that way I could come around and be ready for whatever and just pray and the midwife really she acted very quickly and and it ended up being beautiful the birth ended up being such a a beautiful birth and very quick and the midwife was very quick to respond and there wasn't a lot of fear or panic it was just action like we stepped into um just interceding the midwife started praying and just Mm -hmm. action and and we saw it turn around very fast That's great. So seeing the midwife, Stephanie described she was really working at it. Is that the same that you saw, that the midwife really had to work hard to free the baby's shoulder? Yes, she really worked hard and she worked fast. And it was amazing to watch. Wow. You know, we don't hope for those situations to happen, but what a beautiful testimony to... um, you know, the power of God and also what just acting swiftly and calmly and addressing the situation with action, like you said, and that you can still have such a beautiful outcome afterwards. Yes. And then Rose, you, you wouldn't even know that she had that 
trauma. She was just like a normal baby, calm, sweet, and peaceful, and (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't have even known it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Christine, anything else? Um, (laughs) I just think that it sounds like the two of you have the most enviable relationship. I feel like so many women would would love to have a relationship with another woman the way you two have. Yeah, we're definitely very, very blessed and thankful. Mm-hmm. And I think if you saw the way mixed. that they they live, it's even more enviable because, and I don't know, for me, maybe not the enviable, but like being out at Darcy's, and I haven't seen Stephanie's new house, but... Um, they have an amazing homestead and, you know, just the, the sense of love that you feel around her and around, you know, the, the animals and the kids and everything is just so special. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. And then Steph was also there for me with my last few births. She helped out so much just with my other children. And so that was such a blessing to have someone that you, just you know that your kids are safe and you can focus for a little bit all of your energy on your newborn and she was there to watch the kids while I labored and then she also helped afterwards just with meals and cleaning and the kids and that was a a real gift to have yeah like a backup mama yes (laughs) (laughs) we just back up each other yeah (laughs) yeah All right. Well, I really appreciate you two sharing your story together and Stephanie sharing your story. And if you want to hang up, you can and and we'll get Darcy's story from her. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, Stephanie. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show with us, Stephanie. We're really, really grateful of you sharing your story with us. Well, my pleasure for sure. All right. Take care. Bye. That's all for this week, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're loving what we're bringing to you, please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. We so appreciate your support. Tune in next week for part two, Darcy's story. Until next time, stay healthy, y'all. Bye.